Welcome to the Strong Opinions Podcast here on Sports Unfolded. I'm your host, Strong Beverly, where we give you everything you need to know in the world of football in a unique fashion. All right, so I want to get us started off with a banger here. The next five Super Bowl winners. Yes, I know. This is really going out into the future. I had to dig a lot into this and say, hey, which teams are going to have the most cap space in a few years? You know, what's the situation going to look like in the NFL? So this was really hard to determine the next five Super Bowl winners, you know, stretching out for five years. When most people make these little takes on, you know, who's going to win the Super Bowl for the next 10 years. They're kind of just going off their gut and just they don't really have anything to back it up. They kind of just choose the teams that are good now. And they'll give, like, you know, the current best 10 teams, they'll give them all a ring in the next 10 years. I had to dig into this. So it's going to be good. So without further ado, here are the next five Super Bowl winners. 2022, the Denver Broncos. I've been saying it for seven years. The Broncos were a quarterback away since Peyton Manning left, and now they have that guy that traded for Russell Wilson, spent two first-round picks. They finally learned, you know, you can get by winning seven, eight games with Case Keenum, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, Paxton Lynch, whoever. Well, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. You're not going to win a playoff game with those guys. No. There's too many talented um, quarterbacks in the league today, more than ever. So they went out and they acquired superstar Russell Wilson, who had over a four point uh, four to one touchdown interception ratio last year with Seattle. But no one remembers it because the Seahawks were absolutely terrible up front and on def- and on uh, defense. Russell Wilson has been a winner for, throughout his entire career. He's never had a good offensive line. He has a Super Bowl ring. He has two Super Bowl appearances. This is the best offensive line Russell Wilson's ever had. Broncos are taking it. Twenty twenty two. Been sticking by it for the last few months. It's a hot one. A lot of people are saying Bills, Rams again, Bucks, Packers. Denver Broncos. 2023, the Green Bay Packers. They're going to have the best defense in the league, who is young right now. They get Jair back. Christian Watson emerges as a top 10 receiver, and then Rodgers retires on a ring. Yeah, so this is going to be interesting. Um, It would honestly make more sense if they won it this year, so I'm not going to rule that out because Jordan Love. I feel like the Packers are holding on to him. Realizing that he's going to get his time eventually. And it would make sense if Rodgers won a ring this year and retired. And then Jordan Love gets the starting job in year four. That's what happened to Aaron Rodgers, minus the ring part. He got the job in his fourth year. He sat three years behind Brett Favre. I think the Packers want to do the same with Jordan Love. But now that Aaron Rodgers just signed this extension, it's all up to Aaron Rodgers on when he wants to retire. Not on when the Packers want to move off him. So the Packers are kind of, if they don't win a ring... They're kind of out of the equation on when Jordan Love starts. It's kind of on when Aaron decides to retire. But I'm going to say the Packers win it in 2023. Maybe they extend Jordan Love and give him the – they extend his fifth-year option, and then he gets the starting job year five. I don't know. But I'm going to say the Packers win 2023. Rodgers retires on a ring. 2024, the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys will hire Sean Payton after another disappointment in the postseason. Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, and Dak all emerge as top five in their positions. I know it's hot. I know I'm a Cowboys fan. Trying to be realistic here. These next few seasons, I think, will be very mediocre seasons for us. I think after either this next season or the season after that, Jerry pulls the trigger and realizes we need a guy a lot more intelligent and more um, qualified for the job than Mike McCarthy, and that ends up being Sean Payton. Sean Payton's an offensive guru. He can help Dak elevate his game to top five, even with all the talented quarterbacks in this league. And I think the young side um, is there for Dallas, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think I think we're going to exceed in the secondary. 
think Kelvin Joseph can break out and be a true cornerback too. Uh, Trayvon Diggs will be a top five corner, and we'll figure everything else out alongside Micah Parsons, who could be a defensive player of the year. Either way, I think our young talent's really going to excel, and I think Dak finally has his breakout year, even though he's always been a top 10 quarterback. Um, and Sean Payton's the guy to get that job done and get the Cowboys a ring. Please happen. 2025, Kansas City Chiefs. After a few down seasons, the Chiefs got some younger talent and went all in after they trade Tyree Kill a few years back. Obviously, that just happened. And I think they get Travis Kelsey a ring on his last season. Um, this is interesting. I think they're going to have to cut some guys in the next two years probably. Because I'm predicting this happens in 2025, which is in four NFL seasons. So I'm predicting maybe Chris Jones, um, maybe some other players that are really talented on the Chiefs right now will end up getting cut. They'll end up getting some draft picks and drafting some younger guys, and Mahomes will work with that. Um, and I think that they end up getting Travis Kelsey a ring on his way out his final season in 2025. I think they finally figured out how to manage Mahomes' cap and build a really qualified team around him. Finally get back to the Super Bowl and take it. 2026 Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills finally get a ring sending off Stephon Diggs. Um, although Gabriel Davis will be the best receiver on that team. Heard it here first. I really like Gabriel Davis. A lot of people are overrating him after his 200-yard, um, four-touchdown game against the Chiefs. are saying, oh, it's just a one-game thing. This is a recency bias. No. Gabriel Davis was the wide receiver four when he came into the league on, uh, as onto the Bills when he was drafted in, what, the fourth or fifth round. And he has really shown signs of improvement. Every opportunity he's gotten, every time he got a target, it seems like he came down with the football. He's really good in contested catches. He's really improved his route running. I think Gabriel Davis will be the best receiver on that team when they win the ring in 2026. And I think Stephon Diggs will be in, what, his early 30s, 32-ish. I think he retires with a ring. So those are my next five Super Bowl winners. Um, let me know in the comments what you would change. Um, does Herbert get one? Does Burrow get one? Does Brady get another? I'm kind of going hot and saying no. I don't know. It's interesting. All right, so let's let's switch gears here. Switch gears to college football. And so a lot of controversies going on with USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. And there's a lot of mess right now um, with the future of college football. I think the first step they should do to really get the trust back um, from the media is expand the college football playoff because everyone – and their mamas want the college football playoffs to expand. Who doesn't? It's more college football games. It's more electric. Why not? So here's what I would do to change college football. Here's what I would do to change the college football playoffs. I would expand it to eight teams, not 12, eight. Eight is enough. You're not going to have a 12 seed beating a one seed. You're not. I think you should have your five conference champions get in. Now, this is a little weird because the conferences are getting shaken up right now. And who even knows if there will be an ACC in five years from now. But assuming the conferences remain, you know, proportionally balanced to a certain extent, I think they should put every Power 5 conference champion, I meant to say Power 5, they should put every Power 5 conference champion in the playoff. All right? And the last thing is three wild cards. A lot of people say that you should have your non-Power 5 conference champion that's highest ranked also in the playoffs. That's what a lot of people are saying they should do. I disagree. Because it's looking like Notre Dame's going to join a conference. ACC or Big Ten, leaning Big Ten right now. And then all your really good um, non-Power 5 teams are probably going to join a Power 5 team. Um, 
here in the next few years. Cincinnati, Houston, you know, UCF. If you're good enough, you're going to join a Power Five because, no offense, but Vanderbilt is not as talented as Cincinnati on the football field. So Cincinnati wants to, they can get into a Power Five. Um, some of them have already worked deals to be worked into the Big 12, and I think there may be some Big 10 maybe in there in the next three, four years. So it's already happening. So I don't think there's any reason to have a non, um, a non-Power 5 conference champion guaranteed a playoff spot because there's going to be some years where that's an unranked team or a team ranked from the 20 to 25 range. Happens all the time. That's a waste of a playoff spot. Have your three wild cards, your three best teams, probably going to be your Georgias some year, your your Michigans, your Oklahomas, your Auburns. Those, those teams that didn't get a chance because they have a really hard strength of schedule playing in the Big Ten or SEC, particularly SEC, SEC run college football. We all know that. Um, it gets them a chance to showcase how good they are as a team, you know, again, um, and prove that they can go out and beat the Big Ten champion, beat the Big 12 champion, even though they didn't win the SEC. You know what I'm saying? Um, it just shows who the it, – it'll, it'll, if you expand it to eight teams and you get your three straight-up wild cards, your three straight-up best now on um, non-Power 5 champions, it fishes out your three best teams that did not win the conference championship, which will pretty much determine the best team in college football. You can't argue past that, say – you know, oh, the fourth best team that won then with their college football uh, championship, their conference championship, would have won the Natty. No, you can't argue that. There's three teams that have a chance. If you're not one of those three, I'm sorry. You did not make the cut. You don't deserve to. So that's what I would do. Three wild card teams. And here's the fourth and final thing. Make the first round home games. Imagine you have, you know, six-seeded Oklahoma travel, traveling to three seed Georgia in the first round. You have, I don't know, say Texas with Archie Manning traveling to Ohio State. You have USC with all these new NIL deals. They become a powerhouse traveling to Alabama in the first round. You have Auburn traveling to Clemson. Just imagine the possibility of having home college football playoff games. That is what I want to see, and that is what you want to see. So, eight teams, that's what I would do. Make it happen. I don't think 12 because then you'd have bye weeks and then it would be four weeks long. I think that's a little bit too long for college kids to be in these playoffs, especially coming off conference championship week and 13 weeks of the regular season Um, because then, you know, you get off the national championship and then you have the combine in a week. So I don't think that would work out uh, particularly well unless you back the college football season up or shorten the regular season, which isn't going to happen. So I think eight teams is perfect. You're going to find the best team in college football within those eight teams. And... I was a little hesitant to say that I wanted to go past four. But thinking about it, I think that's the right option. Because a few years ago, the controversy between Alabama and Ohio State, Alabama ended up getting the four seed. They didn't. It was the year that, I think it was 2017, when Auburn and Georgia played in the SEC championship. Bama was 11-1. and one. They got the four seed, and they ended up winning the national championship. Ohio State went 12-1, and one, won the Big Ten, but they didn't get a spot. There was so much controversy on who should get in. Bama got in. They won it all. Ohio State believed they could have won it all, too. Just put eight teams. Make Bama four, Ohio State five. Let them play in the first round. Why not? It'd be cool to see Ohio State at Bama or Obama at Ohio State in that situation. In the first round, imagine how electrifying that would be. I don't know. I'm sure you all agree with me here. Um, 
I don't know. I just it's goosebumps thinking about home college football playoff games. So let's switch gears back to the NFL. I want to talk about Kansas City real quick. They lost Tyreek Hill, and a lot of people are saying that they will not be the same without Tyreek Hill. I disagree. They may not win as much games next year, but future-wise, this was the right decision. So will the Chiefs be uh, will the Chiefs succeed without Tyreek Hill? The Chiefs will be fine without Tyreek Hill. Okay, they chose winning over a player. It's a good business decision. All right. The Chiefs would not win anything if they were paying Mahomes and Tyreek Hill 40% of their team's salary. It's not going to happen, okay? Got to let go. The Patriots let go of Randy Moss, the best receiver in the game at the time, and end up winning three more championships. Okay, it's happened all the times. The Packers just had to let go of Devontae Adams due to a cap hit situation. I believe they'll be fine as well. They got some more younger talent. And wide receivers are more easy to come about now than ever. In the past four, three years alone, they were probably, I mean, think about it. In the past three years, off the top of my head, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Terry McLaurin, D.K. Metcalf, A.J. Brown, all these guys were drafted and more, all right? And Mahomes in his career without Tyree Kill, 8-1, and one, uh, touchdown interception ratio, 347 yards per game. Chiefs will be fine. Not worried about them. This is a good business decision for Mahomes and the Chiefs um, to be able to manage their salary. And as I predicted earlier, they will win a Super Bowl in the next four years. So there's that. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you did enjoy this, please tell a friend. I'm trying to get this thing going. And go check out our socials. I'll see you next time. Peace.